0: Yo, Big D, with a Super Bowl Monday recap. Before I bring in my uh, Chiefs friend, please subscribe, like, and share the Spunky Spectrum Sports YouTube page. See all my content. That Super Bowl was crazy last night, but uh, we're here to uh, break it down today, please. And uh, also check out the Big D podcast for all your audio listeners on Spotify and Apple. So I'm back after eating his um chicken wings and uh, all the barbecue pork he can handle after the Kansas City Chiefs won Super Bowl fifty-seven. It's my friend Dennis. Uh, Dennis, uh, how do you feel right now that the Chiefs are Super Bowl champs again?
1: Well, it had been fifty years that I had to wait before uh, between Super Bowls before, so waiting only 2 years seemed uh, just fine but uh now it's been it's been great you know but i am a little bit worried i will tell you this because the last time the chiefs won it was the last normal thing we all did before the pandemic and now you got all these uh unidentified flying objects that the military is shooting in. i'm i'm worried about you know either a zombie a- apocalypse or a, or the the attack you know from the Venusians that is going to level our planet because the chiefs have won. So we're ready for another catastrophe (laughs) or nuclear
0: or nuclear war. Uh
1: Oh yeah. Putin is uh, acting pretty strange over there. So yeah, it's all kidding aside. It's wonderful. Um, This is a fun team to root for Uh, to paraphrase my one of my favorite guys on the football team. You look up and down this Chiefs roster, you won't find a single jabroni.
0: <laughs> well, uh, I mean, go, well, last time, well, I don't know what it is with Glenda, Arizona, but that James produced three classics. And, uh, I mean, going into the game, how did you feel about the Chiefs' chances Against the Eagles because I mean Kansas City and Philly was known as a great running team and ability to sack the quarterback but they have not faced anyone like Pat Mahomes all year so uh, how did you feel about the uh, Chiefs' chances to win last night?
1: Well, here's the thing: is I really thought they had a a pretty solid chance of of playing a great game. I mean i I really liked their chances, and I was at a podcast. Um, uh, on Saturday morning. And on that podcast, I said, I think it's going to be a very tough matchup. Wow. I think it's going to be a three point win by the chiefs with the last second field goal to win it. I said, but these two teams are matched up so evenly that I think it could come down to the fact that Philadelphia's punting game has been the only weak part of their game all season and that the Chiefs might be able to get a big run back and it'll be a field position game or they'll they'll break a big run back against the the bad punt coverage team of Philadelphia. So that's their only weakness. Now, on the flip side of what I got wrong, I expected it to be a much lower scoring game. I actually thought the defenses were going to be better, but what it showed is when you've got two great quarterbacks, they will find a way to beat a great defense.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh when you have a great quarterback for Kansas City and one like Jalen Hurts playing as well as he did, it's not how many points they score, but how <laughs> fast they can score points or maybe how long they take because looking back on that first half, the Eagles did a great job of keeping Mahomes off the field. I mean, yeah, excluding the Jalen Hurts fumble, I think Kansas City was lucky to only be down, uh, what was it, 10 at the half because Mahomes barely saw the field. And I mean, yeah, the first touchdown drive was great, but then the Eagles actually hit him for once, and, which aggravated the injury. And the cheap defense spent much of that first half looking like they were at the... 16-fold of the Waste Management Phoenix Open wondering what are we doing in this game <laughs> I mean the, uh, who's the uh, who's the uh, Trent McDuffie look like he looked like he was a deer without headline Yeah, deer in the headlights
1: yeah they've had again, snaps uh oh I think I uh yeah, there we go I'm back. Uh, they have had seven rookies that have played significant snaps on the defense at times it shows because at times these great athletes aren't quite sure what they're doing. But if you look at on the flip side the the Kansas City off eagles great defense in the second half but that 17 play drive by the eagles i'm telling you it had me just a little bit worried yeah
0: especially when philadelphia ran controlled the ball greatly in that first half i know what you were thinking Uh oh we're, we're in trouble
1: oh and the chiefs would go ahead and they'd get them in a third and six a third and seven um, and then all of a sudden Hertz would find a way to, to get it. And, you know, they'd came so close and a couple of those times Hertz would run and they, they almost trip him up at the line of scrimmage. And then he dash for, you know, the first down and, and make the play. It was, it was so close, you know, the, the old adage, the old, uh, cliche about football being a game of inches. Well, it really was the teams, both teams were so close to making that stop but great offensive players on both teams. And I'll tell you, for those Eagles fans, they got to be excited about looking at that combination of Hurts, Devontae Smith, and A.J. Brown for many years to come.
0: Ooh, yeah. Uh, Do you think Andy Reid played aggressive enough early? Because, I mean, we saw Philadelphia basically go for it in any somewhat reasonable fourth down. When Andy Reid kicked the field goal, from the on fourth and three,
1: where I think Nick Sirianni would have gone for. Yeah. Andy Reid was being uh, a little conservative on fourth downs all season long. So he really didn't change the way he's been doing things. But when you've got a coach that has won 10 plus playoff games for two different teams And you got a guy who's won more playoff games than anybody except for Belichick. I really have a hard time second guessing him as a coach. He's done a really good job, but in that game, I thought you'd have to be aggressive like Sirianni was because I just thought your number of opportunities, the number of possessions that you were going to get were so few that you had to get seven points as many times as you had a chance. And, you know, I thought it was close enough on that one play to go for it, and then you know, of course, uh, Butker does the old doink on the on the goalpost. Um, only thing is, I picked that on a prop bet, so at least I I cashed in on that one. But uh, but yeah, I, I I think Andy is a little bit hesitant to sometimes go for it. He's of the old school where you put points on the board. It's worked for him, so I won't question it. But I also thought that that was an opportunity to maybe go for it on fourth down because you noticed what happened when Sirianni was going for it on fourth down. The Chiefs were like, oh, my God, it doesn't matter what we do on third down. And so they got it. They knew they had to get the guy for a loss and they'd overplay and they just barely miss a big play. And, you know, Eagles come out fourth down. They didn't even hesitate. And uh, just a, a a great coaching performance in that first half by Sirianni. Yeah, I
0: mean, basically, uh, if it was like, if it's like fourth and one or third and one, whatever, the Eagles would basically have Jalen Hurts behind, uh, Jalen Hurts behind Jason Kelsey, and everybody in the stadium knew what was happening. <laughs> the Eagles would just pile driving forward, and there was nothing they could do. I mean,
1: I think the NFL should outmold that playing, but that's just me. Well, that used to be illegal to help a running back or help the ball carrier go forward. And they are having so much of a, a tough time enforcing it that they just decided to do away with the rule. But we've seen what has happened now. We get these big rugby scrums, and you just don't know when to blow the whistle dead before the guy gets hurt. That'd be a, well, not just with safety, but
0: it's almost unfair. Like you, you cannot stop that play.
1: Yeah. But the, on the, on the side of that, uh, the other side of that ledger though, just don't get in a third and short or a fourth and short, you know, your defense had an opportunity to stop them earlier in the set of downs, but, uh, but yeah, that is becoming unstoppable. He's what, like 31 for 31 this season.
0: Thirty-three of thirty-seven. It's similar. yeah. It's crazy. It's a nutso number. Yeah. Well, uh, first half was a disaster for Kansas City defensively, but the second half might have been the best second half I've ever seen an Andy Reid team. Do Patrick Mahomes threw one incompletion in the second half. What do you think was? What do you think was the big change for Kansas City in the second half?
1: I think they figured out what the Eagles were going to do. And, you know, it wasn't didn't,
0: so... Didn't Rihanna help the Chiefs? Because it looked like you guys needed halftime.
1: <laughs> well, if you look at what the Chiefs did in the second half, is they used a lot more motion. They, go, they went ahead and used useful motion, I guess is the best way to put it. They were using motion plays to figure out what defense and how the Eagles were going to try to defend that play. And Mahomes is really good at reading a defense. So as soon as they put a man in motion and what they did was they changed the way they were doing the motion from the, from the, uh, the first half, they were bringing a guy back towards the line of scrimmage. I mean, that's how they got both sky Moore and Kadarius Tony wide open down by the goal line. They bring them in motion and then shoot them back out to the outside and the Eagles didn't know what to do. Uh, They were caught flat-footed two times by the same play. It was just the mirror image of the play. And that was the audacity of of Andy Reid. There was another instance where they got a penalty um, and the the play was blown dead when Canarius Tony was gonna be out in the flat for, for a play. They ran the exact same play back at them. When the Eagles went up to defend it, they used the second option off of that play, which is throwing the ball to Juju Smith-Schuster. I just think they were that the Eagles got out coached in the second half. I don't think the players so much got outplayed as the uh, Eagles got out coached. And then, hey, gotta love Andy Reid. Once he had the momentum on him on his side, he used that goofy little swirly swirly motion just to kind of, you know, say, hey, I'm going to have fun and. Uh, the play didn't work this time to, to the extent that it has in the past. But I just think that that was Andy Reid's way of saying, okay, guys, we got the momentum now and we're going to show off.
0: Well, I mean, uh, Kansas City needed change in the second half. The Chiefs ran the ball. And I mean, it's rare that you see an Eagle, it's rare that you saw an Eagle team out. This tough at the Lions Swims. The Chiefs ran the ball for like 150 some odd yards. And I mean, Isaiah Pacheco was the best running back in that game, probably Miles Sanders, but you might have been better, but you might have been better, better watching the Super Bowl than playing the Super Bowl yesterday. Jalen Hurts was Philly's rushing offense, but Pacheco was a hammer. And he brought something that Philadelphia, that Kansas City has not seen in the two pre-recent Supers, a tough running south because the Chiefs always his fun gun offense, could throw for five yards, put up 47 points. Pacheco ball a little bit of nasty, a little bit of power.
1: Yeah, Pacheco is the angriest running back, running a play that I've ever seen. He hits that line, and he just even if they're there to stop him, he seems to push forward for another yard or two. But that sort of physical play really does wear an offense or a defensive line out. And remember, those Eagles, you know, they got uh, they're a little uh, you know a little older, um, and so I think they wore down as the game wore on. Plus, I think the uh, the Eagles they never seemed to get a get a good grip on the field of all things. They were having troubles with their footwork and, and just, you know, that field was, I don't know if it was the painted areas that were giving them more problems than the chiefs. It was probably just a cleat selection thing, but I think once the, once Kansas city chiefs got the confidence and got the momentum going, that line was just pushing two, three, four yards, you know, forward right from the snap And the Eagles, they they got manhandled in that second half.
0: Well, get this. Philadelphia led the NFL with 70 sacks during the regular season. And and, um, how many did they rack up last night?
1: Big zero. They did not get to Mahomes at all to sack him, which is a phenomenal, phenomenal thing. And the Eagles were were living and dying off of four guys rushing all season long. They were bragging about the fact that you didn't have to bring pressure. And teams that have been bringing pressure against Mahomes, they get burned. But the, the what we saw here is you get burned no matter what you do against Mahomes. He's good against every kind of defense. He's learned to have that patience to just dump it down. And that's been the big, big key. You know, Philadelphia had their safeties back. They are playing man-to-man, you know, across the line otherwise. But they were just – they were back. They were worried about the deeper throws. And instead, Mahomes just nickel and dimed them. And then, like, you're right. That offensive line, when they started running the ball with Pacheco, it just kept them from ever establishing a pass rush after that point. And then when they did – Mahomes always had an escape path because the way the Chiefs' line was blocking, the blocking schemes that they were using, they were kind of funneling guys where they wanted them to go. And the other stat that was incredible is Mahomes was getting rid of the ball on average, like 2.6 seconds. It was the quickest release he has had in a half of football since he came into the nfl so he understood the importance of not waiting around and making the quick throw
0: yeah do you think that was pat mahomes i mean do you think that was pat mahomes best half performance of his career because i mean we've seen Patrick mahomes do some crazy things before
1: yeah, well when they won the Super Bowl against the 49ers his fourth quarter was out of this world. You know, he was he was actually a pretty ordinary quarterback for the first 3 and almost a half quarters, and then that last 9 minutes plus he, he just turned it on and he was all the world. But this was not a case of Mahomes just throwing it farther than everybody and letting somebody run it down. This was actually picking a defense apart. This was a Joe Montana-esque performance where you just just read the defense and you just you just cut them apart piece by piece. And they're the scheming of plays though I think Andy Reid and Eric Bianami came up with such a great game plan. And then they came up with the adjustments in the second half. Once they saw how the Eagles were were defensing them they made the change, and the Eagles did not counter.
0: Yeah, I mean, Ma, I mean, Mahomes got the ball; with his hands fast, and she and Kansas City ran the ball, and yeah, Philadelphia tried to take away Kelsey, but that meant Juju to make plays. Sky Moore, Kadarius Tony, everybody could make plays. What do you think? I mean, and look at Mahomes' run. I mean, that run what? he made on a bad wheel is unbelievable.
1: And, and that's the thing, too, is I think the Eagles came into that second half thinking, okay, Mahomes is a little gimpy now. So now if we do allow him to get out and run, we're going to be able to stop him. But playing so much man defense uh, and and the guys having their, their backs to the ball so often, uh, when he got away and got through that line, He had some open ground and boy, he wasn't, he wasn't looking all that fast at times, but he sure was looking tough.
0: Looking fast
1: enough. Fast enough. That's a good way to put it.
0: What do you think was the uh, biggest, maybe not the biggest, but the, well, what do you think is the most unread play of the game? Because I've got one. Wow. Uh, Especially, well, especially late in the game, third, fourth quarter for the Chiefs, whether it could be offense or special teams even.
1: Yeah, that, the punt return really turned the tide at the end of that game. When that punt return happened, the Eagles were back on their heels at that point. Um, but, you know, it was the fact that Juju Smith-Schuster, who was pretty quiet early in the game, really got it going that led to that uh, penalty call that kept the drive alive at the end that let them run the clock out and win the game. So I think it was some of the plays to Juju Smith Schuster, where he suddenly figured out a way to find an opening against a very, very tough Eagles secondary. So, uh, you know, but that, that punt return, it seemed to be a big momentum shift at that point in the game. It looked like they were just duking it out, and then all of a sudden, Tony goes goes long, and all of a sudden, the Chiefs had the edge from that point on. Yeah, I was
0: thinking, I mean, first off, the punt went nowhere. Like, it was a line drive. Oh, right line at, drive. Yeah. Right at Tony. And uh, I was thinking, nobody's returning a punt for a touchdown in a Super soup Bowl. That almost became the first. I mean, can yeah. you Philadelphia didn't have great spe- Hunt returned coverage, and it bit him big time.
1: Yeah, Tony is fast. So once he gets a, a chance to get out into the opening, he can outrun people at that point. If that kid can stay healthy, and he can really learn all the nuances of the Chiefs' offensive attack, which is kind of a complicated playbook, and coming in in midseason is really unfair for a guy to try to pick up that playbook, if he can stay healthy next year, he's got speed that is just a fraction slower than Tyreek Hill. He's got some moves when it comes to the quickness. The total 40 speed, he's not as fast as Tyreek, but that ability to change directions and get open is something that that he's he's pretty much on par with uh, Tyreek Hill for being able to, to make guys look pretty stupid when he gets out there. He, he just can't stay healthy.
0: Well, I mean, if you look at Kadarius Tony's second year, Sky Moore rookie. I mean, I think the Chiefs have to bring back Juju, obviously, and Leonard Brown, but maybe get another receiver anyway. But this Kansas City offense, albeit without Tyreek Kill, let the let the league in passing and scoring. What else do you want, Pat Mahomes? Yeah. Pat Mahomes is still Pat Mahomes. With or without
1: Cheetah. Yeah, this year, going into this season versus last year. Um, this doesn't compare this team to the Super Bowl team, because the Super Bowl team, you know, Sammy Watkins, say what you will about Sammy Watkins, he's a good solid number three or number two wide receiver on a team, especially when you got a guy like Tyreek Hill, who's just, you know, the superb number one. But last year, you know, they had Hill and then they had nothing. I mean Byron Pringle and Demarcus Robinson were your other two main threats. So yeah. And it's it's yeah, both end up on Baltimore. That was pretty, pretty crazy. But you know, they just didn't have anything that you'd look at and say, oh gosh, you know, they're they got good guys at, at two, three, and four as wide receivers. And then a little the other things that, that kind of get get lost in the mix the chiefs started playing a lot of three tight end sets, but using Kelsey out on the, on the edge. So Kelsey's lining up. I mean, he's a tight end, but he's not lining up as a tight end. You got Fortson, you got Noah gray who are just big bruising type of players. And Noah gray is developing into a pretty fair pass catching tight end as well. So when you look at the targets that the chiefs have this year, uh, no, Tyreek Hill is a huge loss, of course, but their receiving core from one to four and from one to three on tight ends was much better this season than it was last year. That's the big difference. They had more opportunities to throw the ball to different people, but it didn't show up in fantasy football stats and everybody go, oh, they just don't have a good wide receiver. Yeah, they do, but they don't have a number one. They got a bunch of guys who are good twos, but MVS is a, is a number 2 wide receiver on almost any team. You got Juju who's a, who's just, you know, borderline 1 or, or a solid 2. And, and then you got, you know, uh, you got other guys that, like Tony who's a good complementary pa- player. Nicole Hardman when he's healthy is a fast speed guy. He's a good number 3. And then Justin Watson is is remarkably good for a guy way down the depth chart. But they have just a depth of guys who all can play in this system. They don't have the great wide receiver, but they've got a bunch of really good guys. And with the Chiefs, you gotta also be able to block. And MVS and and Juju, even Juju's a surprisingly decent pass or blocker on plays when he doesn't get the ball for a little guy i mean he's just a he's a hard-working player who got the job done uh on many aspects of this kansas city offense but you know i expected their offense to be better this year uh than it was last year because they just they had one guy they had tyreek well they had kelsey i didn't count him but they had kelsey and they had tyreek and they had nothing else this year, they didn't have Tyreek, but they had Kelsey, and they had a whole bunch of guys who are good number two wide receivers.
0: So, uh, last but not least, uh, it's a two part one what is Pat Mahomes' legacy with two Super Bowls? And then, Ooh. second question, who, who is Kansas City's biggest threat to repeat as Super Bowl champs next
1: year? Ooh. um. I'll answer the first part, uh, or the second part first. Their toughest competition comes from the AFC. I mean, you've got the Jaguars. You've got, you know, the L.A. Chargers. You've got, of course, Cincinnati. you got Buffalo. You've got so many good teams. And if Tua stays healthy and Miami adds some defensive pieces – they could be a tough team. You got the New York Jets that if they figure out what to do at quarterback, they could be really a solid team. You've got so many good teams in the AFC. I think it's a tougher test getting out of the AFC than it is anybody they'll face on the NFC side. On the NFC side if San Francisco figures out their quarterback situation or Trey Lance ends up being really good and can stay healthy. They're going to be a dynamo of an offense and they've got a terrific defense. Philadelphia has got a tough team. If they can figure out how to deal with their guys that whose contracts are up, get a little more youth in that defensive line and the offensive line, they got the building of, of building blocks of a great team. I mean, Hertz Devonta Smith and AJ Brown are gonna just annihilate you for years to come if they can get the pass protection. But so that's the second part of the question. Uh, what was the first part again? I'm getting seen now here.
0: What is Patton Mahomes' legacy? Ah, yes. Super Bowl rings.
1: So uh at the infamous fifth annual JD's uh Super Bowl party, my stepson puts out a great Super Bowl party. Here in town, I said before the end of the game last night, I said in my way of looking at things, and yeah, I'm a Chiefs fan, so I'm a little biased. He's already the third best quarterback in the history of the NFL to me. And
0: he's 27? He's,
1: yes, he's 27 years old, and he's gotten his team to the AFC Championship Five times in a row at home. He's hosted five straight AFC championships. He's now gone to the Super Bowl three times in five years that he's been a starter. This kid, when he became a starter, he hasn't failed to make it to the AFC championship. You look at any other quarterback in the league in the history of the NFL, and they've had a bad year in their first five years. They have not had this much success. So I look at that, and I look at the fact that he's got two Super Bowl titles now at age 27. He was already the youngest quarterback to start three Super Bowls at age 27. This kid's in the discussion for top five of all time, and I've only got him behind Brady and Montana In As far as that, you know, in third, I can understand you might move a couple of guys like Manning up there ahead of him, but top five for sure, as far as all time. And right now, he's just simply the best player in the NFL. It's not that he's got the best quarterback skills or the, you know, when you combine running and and passing ability, he's just got that. I am not going to let this team lose attitude he's got some Brady in him you give the ball to Patrick Mahomes with some time left on the clock I like his chances of tying or winning that game I
0: think Patrick Mahomes potentially is the most versatile quarterback the NFL has ever seen he's for Dan Marino he's for John Elway he's for Peyton Manning he's for Tom Brady let me see Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer,
1: Hall of Famer. <laughs> I mean, not bad. Not no, bad. It's, it's good company to be keeping. And, uh, you know, it's, it's scary how much he has done at such an early age. You look at some of these other guys that are on that list and what they did in their first five careers. It isn't even close to what Mahomes has done. That's the scary part.
0: I mean, Tom Brady won three Super Bowls in his first five years.
1: Yep, yep. And, you know, a lot of that was the defense because at the very beginning, Tom Brady was not the greatest. I mean, he was a good quarterback, but he wasn't winning them games. It was more the defense. And now, look at Kansas City. You started seven rookies this year at times. Those guys are getting better and better, and they will get better. And the Chiefs figured out how to beat the old dreaded cap. 17% of their cap went to Mahomes, yet they somehow were able to win a championship. And a lot of that has to do with the youth on defense that are only going to get better. And those defensive backs, they're big physical guys. Once they learn, how to play in the nfl a little bit more and they don't get burned on some of those plays and the more the chiefs can get a good pass rush together with just rushing four and like spagnola's i'm going to bring the kitchen sink method um they're going to get better on defense they got much better this was a much better defensive team than the last time they won the super bowl
0: way faster team i don't remember kansas city team ever having this much speed and be honest, the Tyree Kill trade may have been the best thing to happen because the Chiefs need young, cheap guys on defense. Well, they got young, cheap guys on defense, so this could be the next dynasty or dynasty potential with three Super Bowl appearances in four years.
1: Yeah, and I don't have them quite at dynasty level. I I refer to this as dynasty light, you know, but they are so close.
0: <laughs> All right, so thanks for hopping on, Dennis. Congrats to your Chiefs, and uh, hopefully the uh, hopefully the Super Bowl party will go on for a long time because knowing Andy Reid, Patrick Holmes and company, they like the party in Kansas City.
1: Oh, yeah. They like to party. And Kansas City knows how to make some good barbecue. Let me tell you that. You get some of those burnt ends and a little appetizer with those. and Then that good Kansas City barbecue. Kansas City, very uh, underrated when it comes to great steakhouses as well. They know how to eat. In Kansas City, Missouri, but uh, yeah, it's, it's great to see, but more than anything else, this is a fun team to root for, up and down the roster, they're just good guys to root for, and Travis Kelsey is nuts, but we love him.